0: Hi, it's Camille here. I just wanted to apologise for the terrible audio throughout this podcast. Um, We're recorded on Zoom, so it's a bit in and out. Um, By the end, we're recording on our phone, so it gets a little better, but yeah, just a warning. Hi, it's Honey here. I just want to do a quick
1: disclaimer before we begin the podcast. I'd just like to say that these are stories that have affected us in a really strong way and led us to investigate further kind of in a way to alleviate our own anxieties surrounding such subjects. We in no way want to glorify these tragedies, and we pay our respects to those who have been affected. We would also like to respectfully acknowledge the Boon Wurrung and Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation, paying our respects to their elders past and present.
0: Welcome to... we're back again back. <laughs>
1: um we've just recorded another episode just before so we're kind of in the mode for it but yeah this week's episode is about cults Woo! Um, yeah so cool we both love cults like they're so interesting and so fun. yeah super super interested mm-hmm. um but yeah
0: what else do we need to say about it? Oh, I'm like out of juice right now. I feel like we just went through a whole lot. I'm having a oh, really? breakdown I with honey. Really? I was having a breakdown with honey because I didn't like my story for last week. So either you heard, either you heard the story that I didn't like, or you're, you're hearing, yeah. or you heard the one that I re-recorded.
1: Yeah. Let's so we're thinking we might re-record it, but we're just going to see. I'm having um, a breakdown. Last week's episode, you're fine, Camilla. You're fine. um last week's episode was all about like paranormal stuff, some mm-hmm. like ghosty stories um and so if you haven't heard that, definitely check it out. I'm sure it'll be good either way, whatever we <laughs> choose it'll be fun to listen to, so mm-hmm. definitely do that and our first episode, if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that because that's our like true crime stuff yeah, and then that's obviously that's a good this one. episode, yeah, this episode is um. Cults. like it's true crime it's cults it's what even is it everything. you know like it's
0: everything cults
1: are cults are pretty whack this yeah. they cover a lot of bases i feel I'm like, so with, excited like to hear what up your shit. Story
0: is. yeah
1: i'm excited to hear what yours is as well um but i'm going first this
0: you're week going first camille
1: just went first mm-hmm. on the other one so um i'm really excited to tell it i don't think we have any like thing that we need to cover uh to like correct or anything because we've no. obviously just yeah. finished our other one um but I'm trying to I'm trying uh, so I'm racking guess, my
0: brain for it I don't
1: know yeah something that we something else that we can say before we get into it mm. it um, feels dull
0: it feels like right let's just do the murders and get it done
1: yeah it's funny though because when I first started listening to the podcast my favorite murder <laughs> um which you know we're heavily influenced by mm-hmm. if you don't already know um I found it really confusing listening to Karen and Georgia just talk about their like lives and like doing the corrections point oh, and loved stuff like it. that. I was so confused. I was like, who are these people? What are they talking about? Like I don't understand because this is what happened. You started from the beginning. Yeah. Because you're that kind of person. <laughs> you listen to everything in order. And, and you're psychotic and, I up,
0: and just pick and I'm whatever. Crazy. One you want.
1: <laughs> I looked up like best MFM episodes and just started completely so you in the research middle. before it. Yeah. Funny. i just was just like which is what are the best ones because i don't i get bored so easily like i have to the stories that i listen to and stuff have to be like
0: really i was just like
1: good. the most fucked up story episode yeah.
0: 18 is
1: it at 20 it's like uh oh yeah i think it is 18
0: 18
1: yeah yeah, yeah. 18 that one <laughs> when karen tells the story of um what's her name mary so, something
0: mary Ola. elizabeth
1: or something I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. it may be Mary Elizabeth or so. I don't know. I'm not sure. The story of the girl who got her arms cut off by that fucking creep. Psychopath. Um creep is not even like not, does yes, not, not cut the, the action. But yeah, it's crazy. That is my favorite MFM episode, which is yeah, the one that me you told too. me. It was like the most fucked mm. up one. Yeah. And yeah. so I um I started there and then I worked my way that's why I had no idea what they were talking about but um I just think yeah I don't know I wonder if maybe it's good that we don't have a super long intro because I feel like people that don't it's true no it's just we'll mix care. it up every. <laughs> We've
0: got stuff to say we'll yeah, say it. we don't we'll, have we'll stuff go to into our into our murders
1: yeah but um I'll just begin mine's yes a couple of pages so I'll just start okay. um I'm so excited this is such a too. cool cult like
0: Ooh, imagine if we had the creepy. same coat. oh no
1: I know I was thinking that I feel like we won't I feel like okay. there's a lot out there I think
0: would be okay there are
1: so many yeah and I, I didn't pick one that was like really huge like I didn't mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say one because it might be yours but like I didn't pick one of the like major ones that everyone knows mm-hmm. like the Manson family yeah I didn't
0: pick yeah. them don't worry <laughs> your okay, face yeah, yeah. was like, ah! stuff like that. Was so, <laughs>
1: yeah um I didn't like pick that um because yeah I just was like wanted to it's do something a good a bit one more though obscure. like that but, if I yeah. ever got
0: cast in a movie I would want to play one of the Manson girls
1: I think you've told me that before yeah I think it's like one of my well. dreams
0: I would love we it. would
1: we both look yeah like we
0: like, both Manson like girls. freaky
1: and we both look like um we both fit like the exact mo of like Ted Bundy's
0: oh that car. would be so cool
1: killings so you could maybe play like someone in another ted bundy
0: movie that'd be good
1: but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say i got pretty much all my info from wikipedia there are some chunks that have been copy and pasted but i did put everything pretty much everything into my own words um you know slightly changing like the to a whatever so i'm doing heaven's gate cult that's what i'm doing
0: i've heard of it but i don't think i know it
1: I'm sure you would have heard of it. I actually hadn't heard of it prior to researching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a wild ride. Okay. So yeah, as I said, I got Excited. my info from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. but I also got my info from the Heaven's Gate official website. Which they all have websites.
0: Can... Mine has a website too.
1: Really? Yeah. Really? Well, you can, you can view this because this website has stood still in time since 1997. Uh, so Wait, holy website... shit, have we done the same cult? heaven's cult
0: i need to check
1: as if no. we did the same one
0: no no they just okay. both have websites that have stayed
1: from old right Old? yeah an old website an old it's, website the yeah website,
0: they don't have yeah, any, it's from like, 1997 new graphics
1: it's really funny
0: is your I'll, website I'll, purple though i'm worried we have the same cult maybe they go my by website different
1: looks like my website looks like outer space
0: mine too Maybe your cult websites look like that' <laughs> I'm nervous.
1: Is yours, does it say, um, does it have like really cheesy, like writing at the top that says like red something? I can't remember what it said.
0: It has cheesy writing. I feel like all cults are the same. Like yeah. marketing wise.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you and I'll start to tell my story. And okay. if it is the same one, which would be okay. really tragic, <laughs> um, you can let me know, but you'll probably find out straight away. So yes, let's go right back to the beginning. Okay. Marshall Applewhite. It's not mine. Does that ring a bell? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Marshall Applewhite was the son of a Presbyterian minister and former soldier and began practicing biblical prophecy in the early 1970s. So, after being fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, (laughs) I just have to say it like that, Um, over (laughs) and Houston, Texas, it sounds so good, I fucking love it, Um, over an alleged relationship with one of his male students, ooh, that doesn't sound very good, Uh -uh. Um, he met yeah never want to be having relationships Beard of with your no, students. no. definitely not good don't um he line. met bonnie yeah he mm-hmm. met bonnie nettles in march 1972 a 44 year old married nurse with an interest in theosophy which i don't really know what that is i'm pretty sure it's like the uh study of like religion and stuff like that because that's mm-hmm. their vibe so i'm pretty sure it's something like that um and, <clears throat> and biblical prophecy so according to Marshall's writings, the two met in hospital where she worked um, as a nurse and he was just visiting to uh, visiting a sick friend there. But I also read that um, it's rumoured that uh, he was there after a near-death experience and that she was the one who looked after him. So that's how they became oh. close. But I'm not sure about that. It's kind of a bit um, iffy because I think just the information... Uh, about how they met. It's literally just in his words. So it's kind of just like hearsay. Um, And also some people, you know, believe that it was maybe a psychiatric hospital and Mm -hmm. uh, she was working there and taking care of him because, you know, that wouldn't be too far-fetched for the kind of beliefs that he has. Um, But most people say that it's believed that she was um, substituting for another nurse and was working with premature babies in the nursery and he was there visiting a friend and they met. Um, Marshall said that he felt like there was an instant connection between them and he just decided that it was because he probably knew her in a past life, you know, mm-hmm. as, as you, you do. do. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Jinx! <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> so excited. <laughs> That's so <not> funny. <laughs> we keep doing that. I know. Great. Um, so I'm just getting comfortable. <laughs> My neck hurts from staring at the computer. Um, so... Yeah, he just concluded it was, you know, past life stuff. Uh, Similarly, Bonnie explained to him that she was expecting to meet him as their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials.
0: Hey, those extraterrestrials (laughs) are just getting around. They're telling everyone everything.
1: They're saying what you need to hear. Um, And so this persuaded him, uh, Marshall, to believe that she also had divine assignments. Mm-hmm. So Marshall and Bonnie become very close. They start reading and studying in quotations <laughs> um, and pondering books, authors, and figures, such as the life of St. Francis Assisi, who is a philosopher, friar, and preacher from the 13th century, as well as works um, by authors, including R.D. Lang, Richard Bach, uh, Helen Blavatsky, Bla- I knew I was going to mess this up, um, Helena, Helena Blavatsky. Yeah. As yeah, well as right. passages. From, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I just, I struggled earlier, but I actually had it totally for I was like, yep, got this word down and obviously didn't. Uh, but anyway, yeah, as well as pa- uh, passages from the new Testament and some science fiction, including works by Robert A. Uh, Henlon and Arthur C. Clark, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so by June of 1972, they had <clears throat> a pretty clear outline of you know, their new belief system, they've kind of created that this whole idea, um, all these ideas and beliefs based on these books and these authors that they've been studying and their own, like, ideas about uh, biblical prophecy, because as I said, they were both really interested in it, and obviously Marshall, his dad, was a um, a, uh, a Presbyterian minister, so he obviously grew up with that. Um, so they had this new belief system which they'd created and they subsequently dubbed themselves uh, the 2 or the UFO 2, which is what mm-hmm. they're really, like, popularly known as. <laughs> <Okay>. um, so <laughs> they began preaching their ideas at different religious organizations. Um, they explained that Jesus had been reincarnated into a Texan, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> finger looking Which is good. believed... Oh, <laughs> That was so good uh, which is believed that um marshall thought that he was this reincarnated texan jesus of course and they mm-hmm. also believed that um they were the um the where am i uh, the two witnesses which have been described in the book of revelation um So they, you know, they had these ideas. They're like, yeah, this is us. We're the two, which is why they called each other um, or themselves, the two or the UFO two, which we'll get to in a second. They believed that one day they would be killed and then restored to life and in the view of others transported onto a spaceship in what they describe as the demonstration, finally solidifying all of their claims and prophecies of extraterrestrial godly life so unfortunately these ideas were not received very well by other religious groups or people in general Mm. that they were trying to preach to um because (laughs) definitely is a little bit on the wild side um by publishing advertisements is it advert i always say advertisements but it's advertisements Advertisements.
0: i say it can be both
1: my mum will pull me up on this. She always is like, <laughs> it's this, but I can't remember what it is.
0: It's I think um, the prop is like advertisements, just because that sounds like the one we usually don't say.
1: Advertisements. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's advertisements. Yeah. So by publishing advertisements in magazines and distributing pamphlets uh, to people in the area and stuff where they were living, they were able to seek out like-minded individuals who mm-hmm. wish to also participate in the contacting of extraterrestrial life forms because who wouldn't? Like, it sounds pretty fucking cool. So they began having meetings and they called their members the crew um, with Marshall and Bonnie asking their crew to call them Doe and T. So Doe was Marshall
0: mm-hmm.
1: and T was Bonnie. So they changed their names basically like to fit in with their, um, their, crew. their new crew and then you like boy bands. I know <laughs> it's just very strange though. So um at the events that they hosted um at other members homes so they would have these meetings and these like kind of big gatherings of the people that you know were interested that they've they've found through like magazines and stuff Mm -hmm. um they would yeah they would host these things at everyone's houses kind of like a like a big swingers night i don't know like just going to each other's places and stuff um which i think is pretty standard for like cult meetings and stuff um so at the events that they hosted at the different members' homes, which was around 80 members by 1975, which is quite a lot. Like, there's quite a few people.
0: Yeah. Um, that are, it's like a substantial yes, cult.
1: Yeah, for, like, their ideals. <laughs> like, it's very strange that they got that many people. So all but all anyway. have the same
0: ideals? Or, uh, or are they all different? No. Nah, they're,
1: they're all different. different. There's – I think that – with a cult there is definitely a basis of religion or new wave religion like mm, a alien a cult usually yeah they usually uh latch onto like um the basis of other religious beliefs and um and they adopt them and then they basically just completely fuck with them and usually they're adapted to uh serve the best interests of like the cult leader um but yeah so they they're different but i think often they have this basis of religion so with this one obviously they're very influenced by like um christianity and i think Ju- judaism as well and like uh, you know some of those uh you know uh major religions um but they have really just totally changed that <laughs> into something quite new with the whole extraterrestrial uh <laughs> add on fun little spin but yeah yeah, it makes it a little bit different, a little bit quirky. Fresh. You know, spice it up every exactly. year. Exactly, you gotta, you just gotta. So, um, they purported to represent beings from another planet. I don't know if I said that word right. I've never used it. Purported, 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 but reported. I think purported with a oh. p
0: oh i don't know that word yeah purported
1: <laughs> i'm just gonna say it because yeah. it makes me sound smart and fancy mm-hmm. they purported to represent beings from another planet the next level who sought participants for an experiment they stated that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level Ooh. so it sounds pretty good Gills. so later <laughs> that's it that is where we're <laughs> heading um, so later in 1975, the crew, along with Doe and T, gathered at a hotel in Oregon after they had been instructed to sell all of their worldly possessions, which is a very common practice for cults. Yeah. They yeah. say, get rid of all your shit. We want you to have absolutely nothing, no support system. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you to be completely like reborn and new. And I think that's like, particularly like the Hare Krishna, um, yeah. which is a cult, it's, yeah. really. Yep. Yeah. But also very, very popular. Tons of people were involved in it. It's still super popular. It's like, yeah, still at the into moment. It. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a thing. I don't really know. Like, I think that, you know, they have a lot of good beliefs um, and a basis of, like, peace and everything. But I think a lot has emerged about, like, child sex abuse and stuff yeah, in those, recent and years.
0: I think Karen mm. from My Favourite Murder um, oh, yeah. was talking about <laughs> them. Like, she had a story about her mum. In a car? Did you oh. hear that? And her mom no, and her were oh, like I driving so. in a car, and like they all rode their bicycles like next yeah, to her. Yeah, and she, I, her mom pointed out.
1: Yeah, I I remember she talked about that, but that wasn't the Hari Krishna. That oh, was, was it um,
0: not?
1: <laughs> no, it was a different one. It was the one that was that was a really freaky. Uh, <laughs> good one, Camille. I That's okay. Um It's they have similar. I know what you're thinking of. they similar well, costumes, the
0: cult outfits. Red. <laughs> <Do you> no. <know? laughs> um,
1: I mean, I don't think they would call them costumes, but <laughs> yeah, probably like fits, you know, uniforms, same outfits. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: but um, they had the Hari Krishna, um, uh, the Hare Krishnas. They shaved their head, so um, that's what you're thinking of. And the cult that she was talking about, which I can't remember what it was called, but that was in like the Bayside area, in like. California, yeah. Um, and they had shaved heads as well. And she was talking about how it was really shocking at the time because um, everyone had shaved heads. It was men, women. Obviously, now that's not shocking at all because like everyone shaves their head. But um, <laughs> yeah, like she was she was talking about that kind of stuff, and that was a freaky cult. Like she that she did a really good job covering that one, obviously because so it's not she's the same Karen. Cult. But it's not the same. Oh. But I was just saying, I I know why you think it's similar because yeah. they both shave their heads the in the same kind of way, and they have similar. Outfits, yeah, yeah, it's like us. Um, yes, (laughs) exactly like us with our long Long brown
0: hair and similar outfits, quirky
1: outfits, yeah. Um, we're our own cult. This is a cult team, oh,
0: team spirits cult.
1: Welcome. Mm,
0: I want something a bit catchier than that.
1: Basically, in later in 1975, uh, the crew, along with Doe and T, as I said, they went to a hotel in Oregon and they sold all of their worldly possessions. So mm-hmm. just re- covering that again because yeah. we went off. But, um, <laughs> and they also were told to say farewell to their loved ones and bid their goodbyes. So that night on the CBS evening news, Walter Cronkite reported that the group had disappeared in one of the very first national reports on the developing religious group. So there hadn't been anything in the news or anything about them up until this point, because this was quite a big thing. It was like this whole gathering of people,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. people um, at this hotel, and then they just disappeared. So Walter Cronkite reported that a score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity what sorry. i was
0: just thinking about what we said
1: oh you just can't stop laughing i just <laughs> finally got it right
0: i know i'm <laughs> so sorry i couldn't know what it it's in. okay okay
1: if you've cut this part for people listening uh we just struggled to um get a
0: i'm still get a
1: sentence out and camille somehow started speaking in a different accent so yeah <laughs> um basically Oh, okay. Let me start again. I'm just
0: not going to look at you for a sec. You just keep talking. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Walter Cronkite reported that a score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply been taken. So, meanwhile, Doe and T had secretly led the nearly 100-member crew across the country, sleeping in tents and begging in the streets for food and shelter they managed to evade detection by the authorities and the media, which they believed allowed the group to focus on Do and T's doctrine of helping members of the crew achieve a higher evolutionary level above, to which they themselves claimed that they had, you know, already reached. They believed that they were these people, and as I said before, yeah, they just, they were (laughs) up there already. So yeah, they believed that, uh, you know, Marshall believed that he was directly related to Jesus, um, and he called himself an evolutionary, or he believed that he was a part of an evolutionary kingdom level above human so he thought he was above humanity basically which is always great for a cult leader because i mm. think that is a running theme
0: it's what so um
1: yeah you have to Put you it have on to the top really the think highly of yourself yeah exactly
0: <laughs> strong leadership skills um, so
1: you know I'm, I'm a strong leader i do think i'm above human evolutionary levels um <laughs> i think that's all i really need to say you know heaven's gate cult which has gone under a range of aliases and different names over the years um there was a few but i didn't end up writing them down but they were pretty similar kind of you know theme um used countless methods of recruitment as they traveled across america so they they tried to recruit more and more people and they you know they actually did do an all right job mm-hmm. and they proclaimed the gospel of higher level metamorphosis the deceit of humans by false god spirits the um development with sunlight for meditative healing and the divinity of the ufo too which is as we know marshall and bonnie Ooh. um so throughout the late 70s and the early 80s uh heaven's gate belief systems grew around the cult personalities of doe and t as well as their very strange and original members because obviously everyone's a bit interesting mm-hmm. um and so the whole cult itself grew uh in the early 80s so this part is pretty heavily taken from wikipedia but that's all right basically, so it's my entire story <laughs> it's fine it's fine you know we're acknowledging it yeah um some sociologists agree that the popular movement of alternative religious experience and individualism found in collective spiritual experiences Uh, During that period of time particularly helped to contribute to the growth of new religious movements um, and as a way for people to merge their very diverse religious backgrounds and coalesce around a shared generalized faith, um, which followers of new religious sects like Marshall and Bonnie's crew you know, it, that's what it paved way to basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I took from Wikipedia, but this is what I've written myself. So I, you know, it was a time where freedom was and freedom and change were kind of at the forefront of people's minds. Like I think particularly coming out of like the sixties and then into the seventies and everything, which is when it was started mid seventies. And then obviously it gained popularity later on in the seventies. You know, it's like a real period for change and, I think that it had a lot to do with like the past with the war and the free love movement in the sixties and all these huge changes that really disrupted the very like nuclear stagnant white America um, that, you know, so many individuals had grown up in and, you know, the experiences of, you know, these members, parents and, and their grandparents and everything. So I think it really created an environment just perfect for cults. Cause as we were saying, like this time period, there's so many like so many cults. Like, it's just crazy, like, what, you know, obviously what happened as we're talking about, like, the Manson family and, like, the Brian Jonestown massacre. Is that yours? Did you do that?
0: No.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> that was the <laughs> other one I was going to say, like, one of the really big, big ones. Um, you know, like, it was this time period for these cults and cult ideas and these pyramidic subcultures where people, you know, just they really thrived because they were, they just wanted change and they wanted to embrace a new world and I think there was that real yearning to... um believe in radical leaders and like these radical idealists and everything. It Um, kinda sounds
0: fun. Yeah, like just and
1: it's it's that a community I think that people just are so interested in and like imagine like thinking Oh my God, here's this place where, you know, they're usually really idyllic on like beautiful on land and stuff like that. And you get away from this mundane, like, you know, boring lifestyle where you're just forced to get up, go to work, do all this really boring shit, get married, you know, have a kid, be in debt, all this Mm. just kind of monotonous life. And these cults in this time period, like it was after all of that, like that whole nuclear family um, system has just completely broken down and then everyone's being like hey you don't have to live like this you can actually live on a farm and you can not wear a bra and you can grow your hair long and wear a skirt made out of wheat and <laughs> you know stuff like that and I think everyone was just like yes like yes. that sounds really awesome um but I kind of selling like it's me interesting kind of interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah um kind of I'm, not trying to do <laughs> that. I'm not really endorsing that okay. and also I was gonna say though it's interesting because it's kind of time in the sort of early seventies, you know, they met in 1972 and then it ramped up in 1975. Um, and then it gets into that late seventies, early eighties, which I feel like was a, a, a kind of like a whole nother shift as well, because um, particularly in America as well, I'm speaking, you know, mostly about America because obviously that's where this, this cult is set. Mm-hmm. Um, there was almost like this whole, uh, just a whole new shift, like that whole free love thing, almost was just retracted as well and then the 80s and that it almost these ideals became um, implemented again in this sort of rigid thing and I think it was a lot to do with like the government at the time and stuff like that and I think that's interesting because they're right in sort of overlapping Mm. um changes in you know society
0: so, you speak so well I could not like uh, even thank you. <laughs> say things like that look how I just said that that was terrible no it's okay
1: you're very smart Camille you're you just can in say different anything you want to say Thanks. I've written this stuff down as well so like it's it's easy for me it's like it's there it's it's not all sure, brains, sure. but <laughs> basically um <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say that like um, it was noted that, as the numbers of the cr- of the cult grew um, in its pre internet days because that is a later thing, they were definitely super like heavily internet culty vibes, um, the crew of UFO followers um, they all seem to have in common a need for communal belonging in mm-hmm. an alternative path to higher existence, um, just without the constraints of institutionalized faith like that 's basically the idea is that it 's a freedom from this faith, but it 's not a discarding of faith they still wanted this community um so in 1985 bonnie nettles or t dies of liver cancer and a complete revision of the cult begins the maze the group has become reclusive identifying themselves using the business name higher source and using their website to recruit followers which ultimately you know uh led to their cult branding as Mm -hmm. a cyber cult basically so that is what but it's, it's a cyber cult. Um, it's really funny as well. Cause it's that like early nineties, like it's just an, a weird time for them to, they, they're harnessing the internet in, in a way that the internet just hadn't been used for that. Like the internet was just a community where people could, you know, log onto a little chat room and talk to people and they could search up a few things like the nineties internet, you know, pretty I know. <laughs> basic. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know either. <laughs> I just did a little bit of research and like, it was a, f- funny plays it seems like but people were freaked out as fuck by the fact that this cult was using the internet to like get members and that people could just search it and I think as well there's that real sense of like if they had a website like obviously now we know anyone can have a website tons Mm -hmm. of people can start a website you just have to pay for it or you know Um, whereas at this time having a website would have been very prestigious it would have been like they're a legit thing, so I think that made it easier for them to recruit members as well because people were like obviously it's pretty wild like um, ideas and prophecies and everything but this website part of it is almost it's a little bit deceptive because it made people would have just thought this is really legit um, so people were freaked by the fact that this cult was using you know websites to or their website to gain members so lots of people demonized the internet at the time because of the way that the cult um, you know, they branded themselves and uh, how they recruited people. As I said, um, it was the seemingly safe platform of technology. And I just have a little quote here from Joshua Quitner, um, who was writing at the time, this is 1997, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, He wrote his article, Life and Death on the Web. That's what it was called. And the quote is, every time this country extrudes any significant of evil at its fringes, my editors dispatch me to the internet to look for its source. So it's just like this time where all these things that are like, you know, something bad or evil, like it gets put on the internet and everyone's just like almost so terrible because I think before that, you know, this idea of media in the form of this kind of technology didn't mm-hmm. really didn't really exist so i think it's really interesting that this yeah. cult is like utilizing this like time period it's very yeah. um, it's pretty smart <laughs> <laughs> so um with heaven's gates website up rumors begin spreading throughout the group in the following years that the upcoming comet hail bob house the secret <laughs> to their ultimate salvation I, I know and ascends into the kingdom of heaven and i hail think hail bob, because i looked it's Bob with like a. Oh. <laughs>
0: thought you meant like mm-hmm. bob it's, it's even like funnier. a man's name
1: like hail bob yeah no hail bob no it's like it's pronounced it's like i'm um, not pronounced it's written h-a-l-e hyphen b-o-p-p so it's a comet it's a comet called okay. and it, i think it's named after alan hale or but i think his name is Haley, actually like ha- or Halley. Mm-hmm. so for me i think Halley Bob sounds Hallibop way sounds funnier right. like good. so i'm just gonna say it as that yeah. but i did look it up on a website and it was like it was really funny that it was american it was like the comet hail bop <laughs> and i was like mm, okay <laughs> i don't we'll know change about that. that yeah it's actually really Bop. so i think that <laughs> might have just been like i don't know americans butchering it but um i'm gonna call it Haley bop okay. so in october 1996 members of t's clan began renting a large home which they called the monastery um in rancho santa fe Kenya. They paid $7,000 a month in cash. That's American money as well. So oh, yeah. like 12, it's grand. more. Yeah, something like that. Um, in the same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurances. Um, yeah, I wrote ha ha. <laughs> Wait, like, I missed that. I'm not
0: alien. In- oh, really? Oh, insurances. Alien no, I abduction got it. I just had to process. Insurance. I had to process. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like,
1: I'm sorry, where do you buy that from? I, I want to get myself some of that. Um, that says it would have covered up to 50 members and would pay $1 million per person. The policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Oh,
0: fantastic. So Slide it's a good up. little
1: bundle. It's a bargain, honestly. Um, I thought that was interesting. I wondered like, who the fuck gives alien abduction insurance, but... I don't know. I don't know.
0: You there's know, a lot of cults going something around. Something to look into. Yeah. Something
1: to look into, I think. Yeah. Um, so they, they got that, basically. Um, and then on March 19th to 20th, 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself in Doe's final exit. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mass suicide and the only way to evacuate this Earth. So this is where it gets pretty dark. So after a spacecraft was hiding behind the comet, Haley Bop, and <laughs> that when it reached its closest distance to earth, this would signify the closure to heaven's gate. So he persuaded his remaining 36 followers that in order to reach heaven's gate, they needed to first exit their physical body so that an unidentified flying object could take their souls to another level of existence beyond human, leading each remaining member to take a videotape of their farewell message to the worldly beings that they would be leaving behind. My line off. <laughs> that was a
0: good timing <laughs> though. That was good timing. Oh,
1: that was so annoying. So yeah, he he convinced them that that was the best idea. I think I've um, seen the photos. Yes, they're pretty.
0: On the chairs. Weird,
1: so I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go into it. I'm okay. Gonna go sorry, into it. sorry. So. That's OK. <laughs> On the night of the 22nd of March, 1997, the 38 members residing in the mansion ate a lethal amount of barbiturates in applesauce and chocolate pudding with a glass of vodka to finish it off. Nice. Which doesn't sound too bad, yeah, it except for the off. lethal amount of <laughs> barbiturates. Um, and then this is this is not nice. This is actually really awful. Um, they secured plastic bags around their heads. So cool. that's where it gets yeah, it yeah. gets pretty dark. Uh, it's all dark. But anyway, um, all 39 members were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike Decade. Um, decades athletic shoes so they're all wearing identical brand new nikes um and armband patches reading heaven's gate away team which is so i know it sounds like they're like a fun little camp going on a little (laughs) trip like oh it's really depressing yeah so i know i mean it makes me feel better like obviously mass suicide is horrific it's Mm. awful and like terrifying but uh, you know at least hopefully maybe they felt like you know oh we're going to a better place we're doing yeah. some you know at least i imagine they would have thought that otherwise they probably wouldn't have done it cuz i don't think it was um extremely forceful really but obviously yeah. they were probably brainwashed in yeah, to yeah. <laughs> stuff but at least they didn't you know it's it's a better way to think that you're going to a, an amazing place mm. you know you think that you're going to heaven so at least they thought that but Basically, um, each member had on their person a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. So this is weird. The $5 bill was to, con- to cover uh, vagrancy fines while members were out on jobs, while the quarters were, made, um, were used to make phone calls. So basically, the 39 adherents, 21 women and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72, Ooh. so it's a huge yeah. age range, are um, believed to have died in three groups, three successive days with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death oh
0: my gosh
1: so it's very organized mm. there are particular groups it's um you know it's super strange in the way that they did it. it was very calculated it wasn't like oh we've just got to do this really quickly let's all you know go like it's completely planned and thought out to kind of the best of their abilities so Um, the suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15 and nine between approximately March 22nd and March 26th. So once a member was dead, a living member would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, followed by posing the body so that it lay neatly in its own bed with faces and torsos covered by a square of purple cloth for privacy. It looks very strange. Mm -hmm. Um, you can just see in the photos, they're lying on their beds, this square of very dark, like purple Cloth has been placed. Oh, I think it's kind of um triangular, with the, like the top part of it covering the faces and the bodies, and then you can just see the identical, the feet coming out with the identical Nikes. It's very strange. Cool. If you Nike are okay with looking at dead bodies, then it is, you know, uh, quite interesting to look look at. Like it's very weird. Um, some people like that stuff. I like looking I at do. That stuff. I do. Uh, but some people find it really fucked up. So, yeah, um, they. Basically, the the clothing was, the identical clothing was used as a uniform for the mass suicide to represent unity, of course, it's the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Whilst the Nike decades were chosen because the group got a good deal on the (laughs) shoes, quotes. So they just were like, "Yeah." I think this is the way to go. It's really cheap. Like, obviously, you buy more, and get bulk. a discount, yep. something. <laughs> like, yeah, I think something like that happened. So that's a quote. I don't know who who said that. Leader Applewhite was the third last member to die. So two people remained after him and were the only ones who would be found without bags over their heads and not having purple cloths covering their top halves, obviously, because they didn't have anyone to do it yeah. for them they were the last people um before the last of the suicide similar sets of packages were sent to numerous heaven's gates um heaven's gate affiliated or formally affiliated individuals mm-hmm. um and at least one media outlet the bbc department responsible for louis thoreau's weird weekends which i thought was really cool yeah
0: um
1: do you like louis thoreau i love them Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, But they actually declined um, participation in the documentary, but Louis Thoreau or BBC, they did want to do a documentary on them and they said no, but obviously when this happened, they sent them this like little care package. It's not a care (laughs) package, but um, interestingly, you can still read the Heaven's Gate website, which is what I was saying, which is Mm -hmm. pretty crazy. So actually, yeah, I got some of my information off there Um, and it's a fucking cool website. Like it's so funny. Like it's that nineties, like it's just so cool like it's got this crazy like space background and it's so weird the stuff that they say is really strange it's interesting because on their website this is what I found they defined suicide um they have a thing on their website that says they're against suicide they're really against suicide right um <laughs> but as I am about to say mm-hmm. they de- suicide in their own context to mean to turn against the next level when it is being offered and believes that their human bodies were only vessels meant to help them on their journey so suicide therefore would be not allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies Mm -hmm. to join the next level so they felt like if they didn't you know as what we believe you know didn't kill themselves um that they would in essence be killing themselves because they would not be allowing themselves to transcend to this higher level. So, I think that's be interesting as well, but and it shows the kind of indoctrination of their beliefs to think of the complete opposite to what we would think mm. about. It's interesting. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, you know, they felt like remaining alive instead was suicide basically um to their consciousness. And in conversation when referring to a person or person's body they routinely use the word vehicle, um, and that was like
0: you cut out as soon like, as you said that so I didn't get that
1: oh that's okay it's not that interesting <laughs> I was just gonna say in conversation when referring to a person's mm. body they just they use the word vehicle so oh, okay. it's like it's just a vehicle to the mm. higher you know the higher well. plane and so that is the cult uh heaven's cult heaven's gate cult um and their 1997 mass suicide I'm
0: sorry. love it Ooh. thank you it's,
1: it's a great time it's a good
0: story that was a good story yes yeah. i love long have cults we been, um,
1: okay you yeah. go camille
0: well i'm doing the cult of my high school friendship group um and I got the I'm kidding oh my god I
1: was, I'm so serious right now that is so funny you can keep that in there
0: yeah I will I will that's totally um funny. that's so funny
1: yeah I was I was thinking about that I was like high school is literally such a cult a cult yeah there yeah. are pyramids oh within completely the whole thing. it's in the system mm, anyway Ooh, anyway <laughs> saucy it's just okay a bit spicy I oh, know
0: my actual cult so I got my information off um, Campfire Tales, CulturaCollectiva.com, and Creep It Real mm-hmm. podcast. Okay, Sick. so I am doing, hang on, I'm just going to move my Zoom so I can see your face and not my face. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I am going to tell you about the Superior Universal Alignment Cult. Co- the Superior Universal Alignment started gaining prominence around 1981 in the Amazon jungle of Brazil. Um, founded Ooh. by Valentina de Andrade, who's a known Ooh. clairvoyant, she claimed to have a breakthrough revelation which came to her by extraterrestrials about about <laughs> how to escape the impending doom of Earth in 1989, which involved... It's literally hop- the
1: same, hey? Yeah,
0: it's literally the same. Which That's involved crazy. hopping on a UFO or a space... Spaceship. Ah, yeah, so interesting. Same, same deal. Yep.
1: Same deal. People are loving that.
0: <laughs> she also has a fantastic website which is still up and running, um, called valentina <laughs> de andrea day dot uh, and it oh, has yeah. like really cool '90s graphics. And she has like a diary page of um, which like gives insight oh. of like her own writing, like she writes it and everything. Um, it oh, has, like, that's so cool! I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's cool. I've actually got a quote from her. She says. Uh-huh. I am an extrovert, loyal, real affectionate and discreet person that knows how to t- when to talk, listen and keep to m- keep it to myself, which made hundreds of people not hesitate to open their hearts to me, being able to think mm. in a loud voice with me. I've got a childlike personality. I think that it's because I never I was never able to live as a child as I grew up unknowing what is usual to children, toys, dolls, bicycles and others. So same that it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's she interesting. also wrote a book called God the Big Fast and it uh-huh. pretty much just said that to get into the space to the spaceship that they're trying to get into you've got to leave all the negative energies at home oh yeah the spaceship yeah, is a no that negativity vibes zone away. yeah <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> and people were told that they had to leave their children at home because children Um, we're a big source of negative energy (laughs) yeah so I to be honest really relate to Valentina I'm just
1: listening to her and thinking Camille yeah like we think I'm clairvoyant
0: we think I'm clairvoyant
1: I know we both have a blog
0: not a fan of children yes uh, not a fan of children and
1: like you know when to speak and when not to speak Mm -hmm. I definitely don't have that skill. Um, (laughs) That's so weird. Anyway,
0: keep going. Keep going. Um, So she got several people to leave their children behind. It's kind of funny. I'm sure they're ratty children. I feel like I'd do the same. I don't want to be a mom. That's so Um, funny. I um, do. I know. We all know I do. (laughs) (laughs) Valentina also preached that children, especially boys born after 1981, were like mega evil and needed to be disposed of immediately. (laughs)
1: So true. We've experienced them. <laughs> <laughs> Nine,
0: within 1981 and 1989, she had a good, strong cult following. Um, but mm-hmm. when the world didn't end, because they planned for the world to end in 1990, yeah, they were like, yep. what the fuck's going on? What do we do? So that's the same
1: thing with the cult that I did as well, because yeah. like, they had to reform and you know, yeah, it's just like they always have this, they're like, Oh, the world's gonna end, and then it doesn't and they're like, Oh sorry, um we got that one wrong. <laughs> we're just gonna reform this idea. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the Superior Universal Alignment, they got together and um, they were discussing like why the world hadn't ended and like why they went in the spaceship, what could they do, and they decided that they hadn't done enough on the earth to grant them with like a no negativity lifestyle that they're looking for like they didn't do mm-hmm. enough to get that reward. So to get yeah, the good vibes, sure. what do you have to do, honey? You have to get rid of the bad ones. So. Oh, so So cute. between 1989 in a small town of Altamira, there was a sudden increase in missing children. <gasps> oh mm-hmm. fuck. By 1993. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting! Yeah. By I 1993, know. 19 children disappeared, and five corpses were found with evidence of torture and castration. Oh my castration. god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Ah, this is so freaky. <laughs> uh, okay. Detectives assumed that the castrations were made by a medical expert, but apart from mm-hmm. what they um, but apart from like the that evidence, they were completely stumped on. What to do? Mikhail. All the children. Oh sorry,
1: I just said, "Oh my god!" Oh.
0: <laughs> so all, creepy. All the children that had gone missing were homeless, so they didn't necessarily have like a family that would be able to pronounce them missing. Um, um, of course. And the law enforcement weren't even sure if the missing children and the murdered sh- murdered children had a correlation. Did I say they were murdered children? I did. Good. Okay.
1: Yeah. You said missing and murdered. Yeah,
0: cool. (laughs) But I skipped that little little bit. But that's
1: so creepy, and it's weird because you know, like serial killers and stuff. Like they often target people, or they, you know, they used to target like sex workers and Mm -hmm. people like that. That they felt like, um, in you know really low income areas and stuff, they felt like oh, people won't know that they go missing, or they'll just think like oh, it's so typical. And it's and it was completely you know, um, uh, validated by the police as well because they you know they totally played into that and they were like yeah we don't care about these people and stuff unless they're like a little white
0: cheerleader so <laughs> exactly uh, fucking creepy I wanted to be a little white cheerleader when I lived in America I didn't sign up to the cheerleading squad you I, like almost I regret that every there. day I regret that every day
1: <laughs> yeah that's okay
0: anyway we can do our own cheerleading <laughs> <laughs> for ourselves ah, yes Ooh, biggest fans. Keep, keep going <laughs> the known victims consisted of three boys who managed to escape well actually there was a lot of known victims but there were three boys yep. who managed to escape joseph okay. who was eight was attacked on august 2nd 1989 after being enticed by a man um he was found mm-hmm. hours later with injuries and signs of sexual abuse then there was mm-hmm. antonio he was ten. Um, who on November sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine, was approached by a man who wanted to eat mangoes with him. After a long walk, Aww. I know, like pretty good opportunity. Me too. Mangoes, yeah, hard to come that's by. That's so sad. Fuck. After a long walk, the man puts a strong-smelling cloth over his face, making him pass out. And when he woke up, he realized he was bleeding between his legs.
1: <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! This is so gross. Yeah
0: um keep going and then there was a nine-year-old boy who escaped um his name was Wanderlei Pinhero um and a a stranger had invited him to get a kite out of a um out of a tree and he did the same like cloth on mouth situation oh no um and Wander um Wanderlei sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong um he suffered torture rape castration and mutate mutilation he also ex- And these people all survived, these children survived. These three children survived. Yeah. That that's he, crazy. Yeah. He also explained that other children were stabbed to death and alongside purging evil they were also like oh alongside the um cult purging evil, they were also profiting yeah. off their um I've called it a good vibe cleanse, but I feel like it's probably not the right word to Mm, yeah talk about they would Um, think of it as that but (laughs) because they were profiting off selling the children's organs that were extracted on the black market
1: oh my god Mm -hmm. oh my god oh my god so that just shows obviously it's not I mean I think we already caught on to the fact that it wasn't to do with like cleansing yourself but um But that definitely, definitely highlights some
0: of the real motives. (laughs) Some unofficial versions state that the captors even ate the organs, but no one has been able (gasps) to confirm this. Oh my God, you should see my face right now. (laughs) I wish we were on the Zooms. Like, no. Yeah, you
1: would have been able to see.
0: Oh, it's so bad. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Okay, so the children who were murdered are... Elton Finesca, who was 10, on May 5, 1991, a police report was registered about his disappearance. His remains were found 46 days later. His body was taken mm-hmm. to the morgue in Belem, um, but disappeared before it could be analysed. <laughs> Jedalai de Kuna, who was 13, on January 1st, 1992, the boy socialised with an unknown individual at a site and then disappeared. His body was found days later naked, castrated, with signs of sexual violence, oh per- perform- per- perforations, and burns. Fuck. Edna Laudo de Souza TXO, <laughs> 12, um, yeah. killed on April 11th, 1992. His body was found beside an artisan um, well with signs of being beaten.
1: I don't no. know what that said,
0: but... Again, copied and pasted. Didn't read through it before yeah, yeah, I yeah. spoke. Um, John de Silva Pessoa, 13, murdered on October 1st, 1992, while taking care of his family's cattle. His body was found days later castrated with signs of sexual abuse t- and torture. He was also yeah. had his eyes gorged out um, and his hands oh were chopped off. And his what, sorry? His hands were chopped off. Oh my god! Yeah. I should have done a bit of a what um warning f- before this. Yeah, trigger warning. March. Yeah,
1: sorry. I think that people um know though because you know it says in the description it's all about murder and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they'll work it out.
0: If yeah. they don't know, then they know now. So, yeah, she, Klebson. Um, Oops, that sorry. is full on. Yeah, so full on. Clebson Ferreira Caldas, 13. He was found murdered on November 17th, 1992. He was naked, castrated, and showed signs of torture. Flavio Mm. Lopez de Silva, 10, went missing on March 27th, 1993. His body was found days later with signs of torture and injuries to the genitals. He had human bite marks on his body and his penis cut off and his scrotum torn out.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Camille, this is really gruesome. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, the bite marks thing—the bite marks thing—is so creepy to me. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is all fucked up and like awful. But I don't know. There's just something about like human bite marks. Like, Oof. how does someone it's do disgusting. that? Like, it's disgusting. Yeah.
0: And the children who still remain missing are Tito Mendez, 13 who on January 20, 1991, the boy went to swim with the Tres Pontes stream before going to buy some sleeves. Um, before disappearing, he was seen by a witness in the company of an unknown ba- man. JCB... Mm. So
1: it's a man at the scene of every seems thing, to be.
0: basically. Seems to be. Yeah. JCB, 11, disappeared on August twenty first 1991. The case was dismissed at the time for lack of clues and mm. more... Chio Farias de Souza, twelve, on December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two, the boy went to pick up a payment from a woman he worked for. Um, he was last seen in the company of a man on a red bicycle. I have two more. Um, yeah. Re- Renon Santos de Souza, nine, on January twenty third, nineteen ninety three, the boy went out to play on the banks of the Chingu River. He was last seen mm. in the company of two men. And RFS so eleven. On July 9, 1993, the boy who was a shoe shiner left his tools in a supermarket, which he normally didn't do, and since then yeah. he hasn't been located. Months earlier, the boy's brother had escaped an abduct- abduction attempt.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. So, so
0: Wanda- Wanderlei, the boy I spoke about who was nine, who escaped before, Yeah. Um, yeah. he was able to named several attackers from the cult and his list of names involved doctors, policemen and just like general wealthy people as well as Valentina. Wow. Yeah. Um, and a search on the cult members' houses turned up cult registers, guns, hooded cloaks, a 100 videotapes of cult ceremonies <gasps> and Satanist publications, including Valentina's fuck. book.
1: Oh, fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? hmm um, have you seen True Detective?
0: No, no. Are
1: you serious? You have to watch so it. So busy with Vampire
0: Diaries, honey. Like best. No, no. no. Fuck
1: Vampire Diaries. <laughs> this seriously, at least afterwards, it's the best like show. It's okay, so good. It. It's amazing, it and on. it just reminds me so much. Um, I don't know. I have it on DVD. I, I'm not sure what you could watch it on. Maybe. Uh, maybe stan i'm not sure you have to okay, check okay i'll look at I'll, um, it's I'll really good around. also my dog is barking again so oh, i can't can hear that.
0: hear
1: yeah it's because we're on the phone though i'm not pretty either. sure
0: so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that might be why um, um but yeah so anyway brazilian authorities suggested that the cult was connected to satanic groups internationally you would kind of think and the satanic panic was happening around that time so that was also something that people were thinking about but like four men were immediately arrested and in 2005 they were put on trial valentina who was the like cult head main person the boss yeah. was also arrested but she was acquitted in 2003 because she had an alibi apparently during oh the time God. of the murders like all those murders what? She had but an it alibi. still
1: means she could have she was the one that might have been like you know like is it illustrating like she was the one who's obviously behind the scenes like mm, the
0: exactly puppet
1: master of everything yeah getting people to do her you know get rid of the children that she the negative energy
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh my god that's that so negative creepy.
0: energy <laughs> yeah but um she's still alive now and she's living in argentina i think she ran off to another country like whilst they were looking for mm. her and then like she came back interesting um and the cult is still active today in Argentina. Uh, not sure oh. if there are uh, if there is intense, but their website's still going strong. And they have That's a branch so in Holland, which is fun. They have about. a what a branch in Holland.
1: Oh, yeah, like a bank. interesting. Oh my god, it's so weird that it's still running today. Yeah,
0: I yeah. hope
1: they're not still like yeah. killing I- children. <laughs>
0: Probably That's just terrifying. negative en- energy, like juice cleanses. Bit of spa yeah, there's, like, now there's and again. some other ways
1: that yeah. you <laughs> could
0: do that, you know. <laughs> wow. Um, and I'll just finish on a quote by Valentina. Yeah. But the readers will ask, is Valentina the way she says? I am not who says that, but those who know me well and with whom I agree. Yes, I am this way and I do exist. To exist does not mean to be able to think. To exist is to be, and to be is not an emotional question, but in a way of behaviour.
1: Wow, that's so strange. She's, like, you can you can tell as well, like, the charisma. um mm, total. And I yeah. guess, like, her self-awareness um, and, like, her self-assuredness, uh, like, she's a great cult leader by the sound of it. Yeah. That was fucked up, though. That was really scary. Yeah. Some that's scary shit. Good cult do anyway, you want to say and
0: that's the that's the episode <laughs> sorry to leave that on such a
1: bummer that was a great note to leave it on that was awesome Camille that was so good thank you I'd, I've never heard of that cult I'm so really? excited to like go and and yeah I've never heard of it check out I'm the so website. excited to go and um Pretty cool check out all the stuff I want to look at the website and like want to <laughs> read more stuff because that sounds freaky as fuck thank you for telling your story
0: and uh, this episode has been pretty
1: long, so hopefully we'll try and cut it down. Um, but yeah, should we should we finish
0: up? Should we yeah. say um, thank you? Thanks thank for listening. you guys again. Remember to rate and review our podcast. Yeah. Hopefully by the time this is out, we're on iTunes. I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that would be good. Yeah, we'll try probably and, this I'll try is and a, third, a third episode. Follow us on Instagram at Team oh. Spirits Podcast at. Um, yeah that is the username. Uh, send <laughs> yeah. us an email of your stories if you would like to have them told on this podcast i'm just so tired i'm sorry i'm speaking so weirdly at team spirits yeah. podcast <laughs> at gmail. Com. and you can also follow us on twitter at team spirits pod is that everything See? we need to cover yeah i reckon yeah that's great
1: um okay thanks so much for listening guys uh we'll have an episode hopefully next week for you too yeah Okay. Bye.